Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa. For years, ParCast has worked tirelessly to bring you an unprecedented look at history's most radical true crime events. Your support has not only allowed us to keep exploring these stories, but has driven us to keep expanding as well. So as a thank you to the ParCast listeners, I am honored to announce the release of our first book, Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. It's available on July 12th, and you can pre-order it today at parcast.com slash cults. The Branch Davidians, The Anthill Kids, Heaven's Gate, and more. Cults combs through the terrifying details never explored in any of Parcast's series before. This is a passion project only made possible by you. So we truly hope you'll enjoy it. Visit parcast.com slash cults to pre-order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected those we felt are the most dramatic and entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into ancient Greek traditions. Our myths may not always be the version you're familiar with, but we hope you'll enjoy them. And be warned, today's episode contains depictions of violence, harm to children, and gore. Please exercise caution for listeners under 13. In the woods by Chiron's academy, Achilles and Patroclus stared at each other, tense, breathless, and unblinking. Only a day ago, Achilles thought he despised Patroclus. Then they were attacked by mysterious forces, and Achilles found himself protecting Patroclus, which was strange. Then he'd kissed him. That was unexpected. I know. I thought you were invulnerable. He gestured to Achilles' heel. One of the arrows from the attack had grazed it, and blood was trickling into the grass where he stood, long after his other wounds had healed. I'm almost invulnerable, and I didn't mean that. I meant her kiss. Well, you kissed me. I know! I'm sorry! It's just... that was my first kiss. Was it... yours? No. Oh. A maiden back in your kingdom? Not a maiden. So this is something you like? Achilles, is it something you like? I should double check. This time, Patroclus went in first for the kiss. Within seconds, Achilles knew he definitely liked it. He pulled Patroclus to the ground, and they rolled down the hillside as they kissed, laughed, wrestled, and kissed again. Achilles straddled Patroclus and pinned his arms down. Patroclus struggled, but from his grin, Achilles knew it was the good kind of struggle. Achilles dove down to kiss him again when Patroclus winced in pain. Achilles looked down. The pouch he kept at his side jutted into Patroclus' waist. Achilles pushed it aside, but in his rush, he pulled it open, and a pair of blood-red dice tumbled out into the grass. Where did you get those? Patroclus went pale, as did Achilles. 
The dice had washed up on the shore earlier when Achilles had begged his mother, the nymph Thetis, for something to hurt Patroclus with. Is this all a game? Another little stunt to get rid of me? No! Patroclus, they're just dice. Maybe I brought them from home. These aren't just any dice. Patroclus picked up the dice and stared at them, wide-eyed. In the moonlight, his green eyes seemed to glow as red as the dice. Then he leapt onto Achilles. <laughs> Patroclus beat him with every ounce of his strength, like he was possessed. Who gave you these? Who told you about Clisonymus? Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Last week, we met Achilles, a near-invulnerable prince whose arrival at Chiron's Academy was derailed by the mysterious Patroclus. What started out as rivalry soon blossomed into romance. Today, Achilles uncovers Patroclus' dark past and faces a formidable enemy. Coming up, Achilles learns more about Patroclus and wishes he hadn't. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Achilles had never felt so hurt. It wasn't that Patroclus was attacking him. Those wounds would heal. It was his heart that felt broken beyond repair. Patroclus, please. This is pointless. You can't harm me. Patroclus' eyes shot to Achilles' left heel, the one spot on his body that couldn't magically recover. Next to it was a fallen arrow from their attackers, an arrow that Patroclus picked up and raised high above Achilles' leg. Before he could drive it down, something heavy struck him in the back of the head, sending him falling onto the grass, unconscious. Achilles braced for another attack. Chiron! Where did you come from? We were just... Get to my study, Achilles. This instant. Patroclus will not trouble you further. That I can promise you. Later that night, Achilles sat in Chiron's study while the centaur paced. He'd interrogated Achilles for hours, and Achilles tried his best to interrogate him right back. Will you please tell me where Patroclus is? He's serving time for his misbehavior. Now focus. 
What concerns me is whoever attacked you two in the woods before Patroclus lost control. It could all be connected. Your mysterious assailant, the Viper in the dining hall. Can you remember anything more than hearing hooves and men's laughter? Arrows. Lots of them. The ones that turned me into a human porcupine? Right. Look, I know I can be prickly. Uh, pardon the word choice. But I hope you know I'm happy that you're safe. Now, I've taken a look at the arrows the attackers left. They're crudely made, and the wood isn't from any local trees. Maybe they were roving bandits on horseback. Or spies from Troy. My father frets about Troy sometimes. That's possible. And worrisome. Are you sure they were men? I didn't see them, but what else could they be? Never mind. I... It was a foolish thought. Can I see Patroclus now? Why? Weren't you begging me to expel him a week ago? And when I found you, it seemed he wanted to finish what the bowmen started. He had a point, yet to Achilles, the sting of Patroclus' blows paled in comparison to the lingering heat of his kisses. It was a connection he'd never felt before, and an addiction he had to feed. He didn't feel like he could share that with Chiron, so Achilles shuffled out, praying to every god on Mount Olympus that he could forget about Patroclus. Over the next two weeks, his prayers went unanswered, and things at the academy turned grim. Chiron imposed a sundown curfew and moved all classes indoors. He had a spiked wall built around campus, and he'd taken to patrolling all night with a feral, fearful glint in his eyes. The changes brought out the worst in the boys. The smart ones got more pedantic, the bodybuilder brutes had daily fistfights, and the haughty royals, who Achilles once thought would be his friends, whispered that Chiron had lost his mind. Achilles sat alone in the dining hall, picking at his food and wishing he had an appetite for anything but Patroclus. He looked up as McCann strode into applause. He was the scrawny, brainy boy who'd stabbed Achilles weeks ago when Achilles was desperate to show off his healing. With a start, Achilles remembered. Chiron had punished him for that, which meant he knew where Patroclus was. McCain, can you tell me where the dungeons are? I need to know, please. Oh, hi, Achilles. There was a sack over my head when they led me in and out, but from the smell, I think the entrance may have been near the stables. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm sorry for goading you into stabbing me. It wasn't fair. Are you kidding? I'm a legend now. I owe you. I'll stab you anytime you want. That night, Achilles snuck out to the stables. He circled the building, looking for an entrance to the dungeons and fearing that Chiron would come galloping after him, or that he was already in the stables, hidden among the horses. Before too long, he noticed an outhouse attached to the stables, with a wooden slab nailing its entrance shut. He ripped the wood off.
and found a stairwell leading deep into the caves under Mount Pelion. Achilles descended into a stone hall that felt like an undiscovered ruin. It was drafty and dusty, with only a few scattered torches to light his path. He approached an imposing metal gate. The space between its bars was too thin for a normal boy to slip through, but Achilles was anything but normal. He pushed himself through the bars, feeling his ribs crack and heal themselves. Achilles ran into a long cavern lined with cells. They were empty, save for the very last one on the left. That's where Patroclus sat, half hidden in shadow. You shouldn't be here. Neither should you. Is Chiron feeding you? Is there anything I can do? You can leave me alone. Stop that! Feel sorry for yourself all you want once we get you out. If we work together, I think we can get one of these bars loose. Achilles, stop! All I want is to know where you got those dice. I got them from... the ocean? My mother's a nymph, she's got powers, and... Look, I asked her for help to rattle you. Obviously that was before... everything. I wanted to hurt you and I just ended up hurting myself. Spare me the sob story. You can't be hurt. I thought so too, but you proved me wrong. (laughs) And all it took was a kiss? That's pathetic. It wasn't just a kiss. It was at least 15, maybe 20, which you liked as much as I did. At least I hope, since I broke the rules and my ribs to get down here. But if you don't care, then I'll let you rot in this cell. Patroclus didn't say anything, but he rushed up to the bars, a hint of fear in his eyes. It was clear he needed Achilles there. Achilles wanted nothing more than to comfort him, but he reminded himself to stay strong. Who's Chrysonymus? Are these dice his? I told you before, I don't talk about the past. You screamed his name while bashing my face in, so I deserve an answer. Chrysonymus was the boy I loved. Achilles knew he should ask what he had to do with the dice or figure out a plan to free Patroclus, but only one question burned in his mind. Do you still love him? Patroclus' face contorted in waves of pain. Then Achilles heard hooves approach the gate. There was no time to hide. Achilles, I hope this was a pleasant visit because it's your last. You're expelled. Chiron, you can't! It's not fair! Maybe it isn't, but chaos teems outside of my sanctuary, and I can't have you stirring up more chaos within it. As soon as I heard you snuck out from dinner, I sent word to your father. He'll be arriving within the hour. Achilles lunged for Patroclus' cell door, but Chiron grabbed him by the back of his tunic. (sighs) But the way things are going, perhaps you'll remember this as a kindness. Achilles tried his best to get Chiron to change his mind, but without success. And just as the centaur promised, King Peleus promptly arrived to take his son home. The cliffside carriage ride was uncomfortably quiet. You know, I 
I don't hold you responsible. It was a terrible idea to send you to Chiron's. I'll hire the best of tutors for you instead, and we can- Ugh, I don't care about my education, father. I care about freeing Patroclus. Have you lost your mind? Chiron caught that animal beating you to a pulp. That was my fault. How is it your fault? It's... it doesn't matter. What matters is... he... kissed me, father. Or I kissed him. His father's eyes widened. Achilles couldn't help but burst into tears. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Achilles, no! Stop crying! Please stop. What you're feeling is perfectly natural. <laughs> when I was your age, there were a few lads at school who I... Well, who I would have if I'd been braver... Of course, you will have to marry a maiden to ensure our lineage, but... Uh, no, Peleus, you fool. That's too much to lay on him right now. Uh, forget I said that. I'm happy you told me, Achilles. Why do you look so sad? Because you and Patroclus can't be together. If I can forgive him, can't you? I just... I want to go back to school. I have to figure out if I can even hold a candle to this Clisonymus. Clisonymus? He dared to speak that name? He's the boy Patroclus loved. No, he's the boy Patroclus killed. Coming up, Achilles faces a vicious beast and gets help from a surprising ally. Listeners, I have a very special announcement. Parcast is releasing its first book on July 12th, and you can help us celebrate. It's called Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. And you can pre-order it today at parcast.com cults. This book was written for the fans, so to commemorate its launch, Parcast will be throwing some exclusive in-person and online events featuring popular true crime hosts such as Ashley Flowers from Crime Junkie, Christine and M from And That's Why We Drink, and more. Just visit parcast.com slash cults for event dates, locations, and how to sign up. See your favorite true crime authors and podcasters discuss the cults book and have a chance to participate in live Q&As. These events have limited space, so don't miss out. RSVP today. None of this would be possible without your support, so we truly hope you'll join us. Pre-order your copy of Cults and sign up for upcoming events at parcast.com cults. Now, back to the story. Achilles sat by his father, Peleus, in their carriage, his jaw agape. He'd just been told that Patroclus, the closest thing he'd ever had to a lover, was a killer. I shouldn't be telling you this. Father, please. I need to know what happened. A few years ago, Patroclus and another high-born boy named Clisonymus had a public disagreement over a game. I forget which. Dice? Yes! Patroclus accused Clisonymus of cheating, and when things got heated, he pushed him off a cliff. At his trial, Patroclus said something came over him, like he was possessed. 
And listen, what mortal hasn't been possessed by a deity looking to stir up trouble? It happens all the time. It's why he was exiled instead of executed. So he could be innocent? I thought so when I hired him. But if he and Chrysonymus were lovers... Achilles, love can make people do the worst things. No magic necessary. You're a killer too. I beg your pardon? You and the kings killed most of the centaurs except Chiron, according to my history lessons. So can't someone be a killer and a good person? The war was different. They left us no choice. Centaur children died. Chiron became an outcast among his people and ours. When you're defending the people you love, sacrifices must be made. Now that's enough. The age of centaurs is over, and so is this conversation. Suddenly, the carriage stopped. Both Peleus and Achilles looked forward. Their driver teetered his back to them. Sophos, <laughs> uh, have you had enough of our squabbling? When he got no response, Peleus tapped the man on the shoulder. He turned, revealing the shaft of an arrow in his throat. In the dark, the sound of hooves approached the carriage. Achilles' mind raced. Who was it? A Trojan raider on horseback? The same ones who attacked him last night? Finally, one of the horses came close enough to see. Only, it was no horse. It was a centaur. This beast looked nothing like Chiron. He was rail-thin, covered in scars, with a ravenous mouth full of jagged teeth. Eyes glowing red, he pointed a bow at them. Two arrows knocked. It, it can't be... You're all dead! Please, spare my son! The centaur shot two arrows at the king's hands, pinning them back to the seat. Achilles lunged at the centaur to defend them, but it grabbed his arm and pulled him out. Within seconds, Achilles found himself slung over the centaur's hindquarters, watching the ocean rush by as it galloped on the cliffside road. He craned his head up and realized the beast was heading for Chiron's academy. The beasts were taking Achilles where he wanted to go, but he couldn't leave his father behind. With a mighty grunt, he pushed himself off the centaur. He realized too late that he'd overshot and was falling past the cliff into the ocean. <laughs> he hit the water so hard that he was sure he'd shattered every one of his bones. But then the waves swirled and transformed into a cold embrace. A woman held him. Her white blonde hair was shot through with blue streaks. Her silver skin was dotted with scales, and there were gills on her neck. But her eyes were so familiar to Achilles, because they were his own. Mother? Hello, Achilles. It's good to see you again. We have to help father! I'll help him. 
You have bigger challenges ahead. The centaurs have invaded Chiron's school to take revenge on the sons of the kings who banished them. This is your chance to finally become the hero you longed to be. I have to save Patroclus first. He's in the dungeons because of me. And... because of you. Mother, those dice... Those dice did exactly what you wanted them to do. They revealed his true nature. I don't see why you're so upset. So you knew he was a killer? Yes, and now you do. Why do you care if he survives? Because... <clears throat> Maybe it's wrong, but I care about him. Oh, gods! You really are as weak as your father. I am not weak. Entirely unfit to save the school. I'll just have to take you home. Mother, I command you to escort me to Pelion, where I will free Patroclus before entering the fray. Forget him, Achilles. A hero's life requires sacrifice. Yes, which is why I'll use Patroclus as a human shield. Why the change of heart? You're right. He makes me weak, so he deserves to die. But I'll need to distract my foes with an appetizer if I want to defeat them. Achilles stared at her with steely eyes. Thetis sighed and snapped her fingers. A bubble of water enveloped Achilles and shot toward Mount Pelion. Oh, Patroclus, you have made my son a weakling and a liar. This won't do at all. In the dungeons below Chiron's school, a ball of water materialized and burst, releasing Achilles to the ground. In his hand was a gift from Thetis, a silver sword encrusted with ocean blue jewels. He ran to the dark cell where Patroclus was and swung the sword at the bars. The sword cut through in a burst of sparks, and the shattered metal clattered to the ground. But then Achilles realized Patroclus wasn't inside. Achilles turned to see Patroclus step out of an open cell down the hall. Look, Patroclus, there's a lot to say and not much time. I know you killed Chrysonymus, but I want to believe you've changed. I want to forgive you, like I want you to forgive me for setting you off with those stupid dice. But more than anything, I want you. Achilles leaned in to kiss him, but Patroclus pulled away. Uh, Achilles? Patroclus gestured behind him. Achilles turned to look into the open cell, where Machaon and two of the brutish athletes stood, completely enthralled. No! Keep going! I support your strange star-crossed love! What are they doing here? The centaurs rounded up every boy in the dorms, but this bunch escaped and came here to hide. McKayan freed me so I could take the fight up there, but... You were hoping I'd come back first? No. I didn't think you would. Of course I would! Now we can face the centaurs and save everyone together! Achilles, I don't owe the boys up there anything. Let's take these survivors and get out while we still can. But what about Chiron? He's our mentor. He's a traitor. Who do you think let the centaurs in? McCann says he led them right to the dorm like it was his plan all along. No, he wouldn't do that. Of course he would. Your father slaughtered his kind. 
Stop looking for the best in people, it's naive. So should I write you off then? As a killer and a coward? <sighs> Why not? Everyone else has. Then change that by helping me win. Please, if you save Thessaly's highborn sons, they'll sing songs in your honor. Maybe so, but I want your sword. It was made for me. Your whole body's a weapon. I deserve a sword. You can use, uh, those. Patroclus nodded at the cell bars that Achilles had chopped in half. Their ends were jagged enough to be weapons. Achilles sighed, picked one up, then looked at the other bars on the ground. He shot a look at Machaon and the two brutes. Want to join an army? I thought you'd never ask. I've been itching to stab something again. Achilles, Patroclus, and the others headed for the dining hall. Even from afar, they could hear fearsome whinnies and the sound of young men sobbing. Achilles stepped in something wet. It was a puddle of blood that led straight to the dining hall doors. He glanced at Patroclus for reassurance, but Patroclus looked even worse than Achilles felt. He stumbled and blinked, disoriented. He looked like he might drop the sword. Are you all right? Just nerves, I think. I've got you. On the count of three, we burst in. Patroclus and I will take on the centaurs. The rest of you, get the boys in there to safety. Well, the living ones. One. Two. Three. What are you doing? Patroclus grabbed Achilles and the others and pushed them into the room. Noble centaurs, I bring you Achilles, son of your enemy Peleus, with three bonus meals too. The red glowing eyes of three centaurs pierced through the dark of the dining hall. Patroclus turned back to Achilles, and his eyes glowed too. Coming up, Achilles risks everything to save Patroclus. Now back to the story. Achilles' own sword cut into his back as Patroclus pushed him and three of his classmates into the dining hall. Achilles couldn't believe it. Mere minutes ago, he'd risked everything to rescue Patroclus. Patroclus was a killer, but Achilles believed he could be a hero too. He could change. And Patroclus had changed into a nightmare. The dining hall ran red with blood. Chiron's surviving students sat on the ground, tied up and whimpering. Before them, three centaurs devoured the slain corpses of their classmates. A fourth centaur used their blood to scrawl a word on the wall. That centaur was Chiron, and the word was justice. Chiron! How could you do this? I speak for my brethren, who reject your filthy mortal tongue. This is for the sins of your fathers. They killed our children. We must repay them in kind. Noble centaurs, 
Accept Achilles as my contribution to your vengeance. Why should you help us? You reek of humanity. Doubt. Caring. Because there's no place for a killer in this world of heroes. I want to join you. If I'm a deviant, then I'll take my place with the other outcasts. We accept. On one condition, you must slay Achilles. Patroclus raised the sword, his eyes glowing red. Patroclus, this isn't you! They've got you under some sort of spell! No, you're under my spell. You're so foolish, so desperate for love that you courted a killer. Face it, Achilles. You were asking for this! Patroclus lunged, Achilles ducked, the blade tore his tunic and grazed his shoulder, which healed immediately. He reared up and punched Patroclus in the stomach. Patroclus fell, Achilles' sword clattering from his hand. Machaon and the two brutes rushed up to help. No, I can heal, but the other boys can't. Free them! Achilles hoped his allies would somehow be a match for their foes, but it was hopeless. Three boys are no match for three centaurs. He saw one of the brutes fall within seconds, the other two fighting for their lives. They couldn't do it alone. Achilles turned back to retrieve his sword. He stopped short. Patroclus was on his feet, holding it once more. Then Patroclus drove the blade into Achilles' gut. Achilles fell. Patroclus straddled him and pushed the sword deeper. Blood gushed from the wound. As long as the blade was inside Achilles, he couldn't heal. The first time can hurt a little. You... No, this won't kill me. True. But who says we can't fool around a little first? Patroclus twisted the sword, and Achilles felt his insides tearing. Fighting through the unbearable pain, he gripped the sword and pulled it deeper so he could bring Patroclus closer. He reached out a hand and ran a blood-stained finger across his cheek. I won't hurt you. A bewildered Patroclus pulled the sword out and staggered to his feet. As Achilles' wound closed up, rage burned in Patroclus' eyes. Fight back! It's the only way to win, Achilles! A hero's life requires sacrifice! That's what Mother said. Exactly what Mother said. Something's wrong here. I don't think you want to kill me. Whatever part of you is not under this spell is stopping you, because you care. I'll kill you, and I'll enjoy it, just like I did Clisonymus. So shut up and prove it! Achilles bared his left ankle, the only place that wouldn't heal. Patroclus' jaw clenched as he raised the sword high over Achilles' leg. Stop! Everyone froze. Chiron cowering in a corner, the surviving brute carrying two classmates out the door with a centaur in pursuit. Machaon smiling with glee as he stabbed a centaur in the flank. 
and Patroclus, eyes wide with terror, blade hanging an inch over Achilles' heel. Suddenly, Thetis materialized by Achilles with a splash. I can't believe how badly you've bungled this. Mother, so you are behind this horror show. Not a horror show, Achilles, a test. You were fated to be extraordinary, but your father kept you sheltered. And you weren't going to get anywhere at school with Chiron teaching you art and Patroclus fighting your battles for you. The viper in my food? That was you as well? Yes, but it was for Patroclus. I wanted to get rid of him before you could meet. The slur on the wall? Yes, to isolate you from your mentor and spark your rebellious streak. The centaurs? The perfect loose thread from a decades-old war. And not too hard to kill. They slew half my classmates, and they could have killed father too! What a loss. And... Did you make Patroclus have feelings for me? No. He truly thought you'd help him become a better man. But he clouds your judgment, so I had to make him your enemy. You're a monster! I'm a mother. I may not hold your hand or tuck you into bed, but I trimmed your baby fat and whittled you down to the essence of a hero. Alone, cautious, and above all, strong. It's the only way you'll ever survive what's coming. What's coming? War, Achilles, as prophesied by the gods. A tidal wave of death set to crash on our shores sooner than any of us would hope. And you're at the center of it. I see. Well, Mother, I'll defy prophecy. Good. Now that sounds heroic. Maybe there's hope for you yet. I'll defy it by defying you. Find yourself another hero. Achilles kicked his left leg up and impaled his ankle on Patroclus' sword. No! As Thetis cried out in despair, red energy glowed in Patroclus and the centaur's eyes, then dispersed. Within moments, the sea nymph's spell was broken. Chiron collapsed, shaking and crying like he'd awoken from a nightmare. The centaurs looked around, bewildered. Machaean and the surviving boys raced out. Patroclus stumbled back and saw Achilles on the ground, his ankle spurting blood. He dropped the sword and gripped Achilles' ankle. Achilles! It's not your fault. Look out! The centaurs surrounded Achilles, aiming their arrows at him. Patroclus looked up at them with fire in his eyes. Take your best shot. The centaurs let their arrows fly into Patroclus' back, but he did not try to dodge. He covered Achilles' body, kept his hand on the wound, and whispered to him. It'll be... All right. That's enough! Thetis stood tall and whipped her arms into the sky. 
Water erupted from her hands, forming a tidal wave. The centaurs were carried out from the room in a swirl of blood, hooves, and terrified whinnies. Thetis knelt at Achilles' side and looked at Patroclus, whose back was riddled with arrows. She gazed at him with curiosity and something like respect. You really would die for Achilles? I swore to protect him. Perhaps I misjudged your skills as a bodyguard. It goes both ways, mother. I... I'd die for Patroclus, too. Oh, my child. I pray it won't come to that. Thetis ripped a strip from her seaweed robe and wrapped it around her son's wound. Patroclus smiled in gratitude before he toppled over in pain and his eyes fluttered shut. Achilles realized just how badly Patroclus was bleeding. Patroclus? Patroclus! Patroclus' eyes shot open, and he blinked in the blinding sunlight. He was in a bed in the boys' dormitory, with bandages wrapped across his chest. He looked around, bewildered, and saw Achilles in another bed next to him, his heel bandaged tightly. He looked cautious, like he wasn't entirely happy to see Patroclus. Uh, how, how long was I out? Three days. Chiron did his best to heal your wounds. And mine. Is everyone else alright? Bruised. Broken. But coping. My father's hands keep bleeding all over his royal scrolls and it really frazzles him, but he'll be fine soon enough. I'm glad. Tell me about Clisonomus. Did you really kill him? Achilles, please. Chiron wants to rebuild the school, and he's asked me back. He said you could stay too, but the decision is mine to make. So I need answers. The story is true. I did kill him. We fought over dice like we fought over everything. We were by a cliff, and I shoved him. He, he stumbled, and... <laughs> I, I think I could have grabbed his arm, but I was so angry, and he fell so quickly. Maybe I was possessed, but... I I don't think so. I'm just a coward who doesn't belong here. I'm not a hero like you. Patroclus blinked back tears and looked at Achilles, prepared for the worst. I'm not so sure I'm a hero yet either. And I won't lie, your story scares me. You scare me. But heroes fight their fears. And I, we can't do that if we're not here. Together. I mean, it's hero school, right? Patroclus felt relief wash over him. Achilles took a few halting steps to get in bed beside him. Patroclus winced and shifted, trying to make space. Is this comfortable? No. Do you want to sleep alone? Never. Achilles smiled and lay his head on Patroclus' shoulder. The boys lay there, lulled to sleep by the wild ocean waves outside. 
Achilles and Patroclus' relationship has been a hotly debated topic for centuries, and given the relatively sparse queer representation in mythology, it's no wonder. It's rare to be presented with such a tense but tender dynamic between young men, even if its first incarnation wasn't written as explicitly romantic. The Iliad, Homer's 8th century BCE epic, recounts their triumphs and tragedies in the Trojan War. The men are close, but Achilles has an even closer relationship with a woman named Briseis, who is his concubine. Later, though, Patroclus sacrifices himself, which fuels Achilles' fiercest fight and leads to his downfall. This passion is what inspired Greek scholars to revisit their relationship in the 5th century BCE and onwards. Plato and Aeschylus agreed that Patroclus and Achilles were lovers, and despite no overt romance in the Iliad, Aeschines said of Homer, he hides their love and avoids giving a name to their friendship, thinking that the exceeding greatness of their affection is manifest to educated men. In other words, if you've got any brains or intuition, it's obvious that they're together. These assertions may shock modern listeners, but remember, ancient Greek society had different views about queer relationships. Since the age of marriage was relatively late, it was common for young men to have male lovers. It also wasn't unheard of for older Greek men to have committed relationships with women and still have a male sex partner. Nothing precluded Achilles from being both Briseis and Patroclus' lover because it was seen as normal. The idea of Achilles and Patroclus as lovers only became revolutionary once Judeo-Christian religions spread and same-sex relationships were demonized. Soon, scholars and artists would depict these lovers in a different light. In his 1609 play Troilus and Cressida, Shakespeare wrote them as lovers, but made it clear that Patroclus damaged Achilles' masculine credibility. In a 1994 book, combat psychiatrist Jonathan Shea insisted that Achilles and Patroclus' relationship was more like that of soldiers who were trauma-bonded in wartime. Wolfgang Peterson's film Troy even rewrote them as cousins, probably because no one would dare to cast Brad Pitt as a queer Achilles in the dark age of 2004. Ultimately, Achilles and Patroclus serve as a cultural litmus test for social norms. They urge us to explore the line between friendship and romance and how deep we feel a relationship between two men is allowed to be. The beautiful thing is, because they're fictional, nobody's right or wrong. Achilles and Patroclus can be whatever we need them to be, whatever makes us feel seen. They belong to all of us, just as much as they belong to each other. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. If you enjoy mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Tales presents fairy tales the way they were originally told, orally and unadulterated. Every Wednesday, we dive into the dark origins of another classic fable. We'll be back next week with another epic story. Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. 
Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, and Carly Madden. This episode of Mythology was written by Amin Osman, edited by Molly Quinlan and Robert Teamstra, fact-checked by Haley Milliken, researched by Adriana Gomez, and produced by Freddie Beckley. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Marcy Edwards, Joe Hernandez, Nazi Tarsha, and Charlie Wess. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa. Exciting news. Parcast's first book, Cults Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them, is now available for pre-order at parcast.com slash cults. Thanks to your support, we've compiled years of research, insights, and a catalog of case studies to expose more about these cults and the people behind them than ever before. Details which haven't even been explored in our Cults podcast. Visit parcast.com cults to pre-order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them.